This podcast replay is brought to you by HialeahParkCasino.com. From the loosest slots in the state to one of the most comfortable poker rooms in South Florida. Enjoy their smoke-free casino at HialeahParkCasino.com. All righty, here we are, rolling, 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 rolling. Hope you all are doing well out there. Oh, yeah, we got to uh, kind of, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little... We're a little high. We're a little too low. We got to get higher like Bitcoin, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got, you got, us, got, you got us getting up a higher like, uh, like Neutron. You got to get us up higher like, hey, Thaler. How you guys doing out there, huh? Remember the Sailor guy? He was right at four cents. You know, it's at 10 cents right now, right? <laughs> oh, love it. Altcoin season. It's not just crypto, it's not just Bitcoin, but altcoin season. Making money. All right, we got a lot of things to talk about today on the show. We are at the beautiful Hialeah Park. By the way, NorCal is going to come on down with the clan out here. On the 22nd, uh, a big old group of Dolphin fans going to come on down to Hialeah Park and have some fun. So uh, looking forward to that so they can eat, they can gamble. They can smoke, by the way, NorCal, you know, just, uh, you know, bring the, uh, bring the vape and enjoy yourself. That's all I can tell you, okay? You're vaping, 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 and I'm rolling, rolling, rolling. And I do the rolling, rolling because uh, I got one of those knee scooters. The irony. Problem was, I have developed that I did not know a meniscus problem in my knee that I need to use the scooter for. So remember I told you when I was scooting around on the knee, it was pain. I have a meniscus issue. I went to a, a knee doctor today in the morning, and so now I've got a meniscus issue. He says 85% chance that I won't need surgery. Says with some therapy and everything, it'll be all right or something. I don't know. I I think I'm going to end up needing surgery when it's all said and done. Why? Because I want to start exercising again. So they're going to have to clean that up eventually. It's just something. But we'll see. We'll see. Although he, he I got to say, nice guy and everything, didn't start off well to, with me today. Uh, he, he didn't kick it off uh, very well for me. He goes to me, well, I can feel some, some uh, uh, what's it called? Um, swelling. Uh, some what? Fluid, fluid. I can feel some fluid. So before he shot my knee today, which it feels great because I'm not feeling it because they shot me with some steroids, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, so my knee's like kosher today. Like it's pretty cool. I can actually hang out and it, it doesn't affect me nearly as much. And I, you can tell, right? I have a, I'm not really, I mean, there's not a part of me that's compartmentalizing pain in the back of my head while I'm talking to you, you know? That's not happening today. It's been happening for like a week almost. So he goes, no, I feel some fluid. So, you know, what I can do is first go for the fluid, then hit you with the steroid, and then you're good. Or we could just go with the steroid. And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, and he go, I go, you, you sure you're going to get some fluid? And he goes, eh, I think I can. Stuck me with that big-ass bitch. He tried to suck whatever he can. He went right across my knee because I felt that shit going, yeah. <laughs> You feel it going across your knee like he's in search of, you know? It's like, da, 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 da. It's like that, that in search of, right? Wasn't it Leonard Nimoy in search of? Something like that, a show years ago? Uh, you know, these are things that just, they're living in my head and I have no idea how they pop up. But I want to say there was a, a show called In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy from Spock, you know, Spock from uh, Star Trek. And he had his own show and it was kind of one of those things. Anyway, so... Yeah, he's exploring, and then he pulls it out, and, and then he hits me with the steroid, which is great, and then he says, no, sorry, I didn't get any fluid, and I'm like, what? I go, bro, you, you made me go through this, and you got no fluid? Come on, bro, you got a score. You know, it's, 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 it's really all about um, the fin, the, 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 Finchmeister, right? What is it? Is it Finchmeister from uh, American Pie or what is it? Bro, uh, Finch, right? It's Finch, right? Finch is the dude that the party guy, it's uh, right? 
Whatever. Well, it's the right. Oh yeah, no. Finch is the one that bangs the mom. Exactly. So then, I'm talking about the other guy. What's uh, Stetler, Stetler, Fettler, Settler, whatever the 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 the, the clown. Well, you remember in the scene of American Wedding, when he's screaming to that lady, Stifler, exactly. When he's screaming to that lady, lady, you don't score until, no, you don't win until we score. So they went and finished the flowers and they got the wedding done. This guy, he didn't score. You can't tell me I'm going to get some fluid. And then you go in there and you're dry. No crypto advice for him, okay? None. He doesn't get to make money. Done. Damn it. Anyway, so now I'm good. So it looks like I'm going to have to go through, you know, the, the other five weeks of this crap where I can't put any weight on the foot, go through all my, um, you know, rehab of this crap, and then I can then look into the knee. And then hopefully... We'll see what happens. So that's been my day so far, you know? And then I got home, and I got to prepare for the show, and now, you know, Anthony Weaver was introduced. Last night, the Heat had a terrific performance. The Panthers continue to prove they are the, the, the bomb of the town, bro. You know what I'm saying? It was, uh, it was a good night. It was a fun night last night. I know uh, Canes uh, couldn't get it done, 77-60 to Clemson, but I, I you know, this is not their year, it looks like it. It's just kind of been kind of rough one, you know, overall for them. But anyway, so we got a lot of things to uh, talk about, talk a little bit about Anthony Weaver. Obviously, we're going to address what happened in Kansas City. And, you know, first of all, let me tell you something. Uh, yesterday was another heartbreaking moment in our country. And we, our laws are terrible. Uh, we don't put people through uh, the, the kind of background checks you need. We don't have the laws that scare people into not doing crimes, period. You got to understand that this is kind of a, a, a foundational thing that you have to do in our criminal system, okay? And we don't do it. And that's why cops also, I, you know, there's a part of me that where I have to defend all of our police officers to a certain extent because they work so hard to try to put a person behind bars, and yet every rule is set to set, get them free. And they get way too many breaks. So it's not about just uh, this incident. You have to send a message about guns overall. And I've said this over and over and over again. I'm 57 years old. I have lived most of my life, okay? Let's be frank right now. I don't even think I got a back nine left, right? Because there's, I don't have another 57, right? I don't have a back nine. I have a back four left probably, okay, if I'm lucky, all right? So, but you ever had the hankering to go hold up a, a, a store or rob a house or uh, take a car from somebody? Or That's my point. And so our problem is, okay, I've owned guns all my life, all my life. No thoughts of doing crimes with them. None. None. I know what it's for. Somebody breaks into my house. Somebody comes to my house. I'm shooting you. That's it. That's what I'm doing. I'm shooting you. Several times, by the way. I'm not doing what they do in the, in the, in the, in the movies, where they hit you once and, oh, let's hug each other. No, 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 no. I'm pumping eight into your ass, and then I'm going to hug everybody else. I'm going to make sure you're dead, by the way, if you're in my house. I just want you to know that. Yes? I watched you shoot a Top Gun. Oh, wait. It, it would, okay, it would my, take all eight of them. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. My wife will shoot you dead. There you go. All right, that's better. Okay, now you got it? Okay. My wife will paint an arrow on your ass. Okay. She shot an arrow. I don't know how she did that. Anyway, so point is, no, in all seriousness, this is what I've said before. Do you carry a stolen weapon ever? I don't. You do? No, right? I mean, there's no need for that, right? Common sense, normal human beings, that's what we're supposed to be, okay? If you can't be that, then you can't be a part of society. So it's simple. I've said this for many years now. You, you get caught with an illegal gun, 15 years in jail. No questions asked. None. You commit a crime with a gun. 
Nobody has to die. And you, you, you use an armed gun in that process, 25 years. No questions asked. There's no parole. There's no breaks. There's no nothing. It starts foundationally. You got to have background checks, thorough background checks. And people that are arrested for domestic violence or they're arrested, you, you get your gun rights taken away. No questions asked. It's over. You, a, a criminal has zero tolerance. Why should you have any? Your laws have to be scarier than the criminals. It's pretty simple. Is it going to stop everything? No. But trust me, as time goes on and when they see there's no leniency, that's the problem. They know they're going to be out on the street over and over and over and over and over again. So you've got to make the punishments where, in this case, where we had a lady die, end of story for all three. No questions asked. Once it's been proven, that's it. You get one appeal, and it comes right away, and if it's over and done, no questions asked. The problem is we tolerate criminals in our country. That's the problem. And you're too worried about trying to fix people. And I'm not worried about fixing people anymore. You know, you got... It, it, there's a right and a wrong. If you can't figure that out, I can't help you. And I certainly don't want you to be part of our society. So you've got to make our gun laws incredibly scary. You can, you can own a gun. You have the right to bear arms. You do not have the right at all to create any kind of crimes. And if you caught dealing any kind of stolen weapons or anything like that, brother, there has to be no mercy on that. It has to be like a hot potato, like, no, dude, I'm not touching that. That's what it has to be. But we don't make it a hot potato. You're not going to stop everything, but trust me, you're going you're gonna to stop some. That's why they're trying to get away. You have a couple of maniacs that are going to go all the way to the end and they're kamikaze or whatever. It is what it is. But in general, a lot of them want to, they, they think they can actually get away with this. As you saw some of them trying to get away. But it, this is a generalization of gun crime. Okay, those of us that live in a normal life, we don't care about those laws. I don't give a shit about it. I, I've lived my life. I know how I live. <laughs> it has nothing to do with, like, crime and guns. It has to do with sports, music, my family, obviously, my dogs, crypto, my buddy here, Sean Stanley. You know, that's what I worry about. You know, this business, you know, that, that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm all about. And you guys have your own world, too, out there. And guess what? It, it has nothing to do with carjacking. Right? You see all those kids that are vandalizing. You, you need to pay a price. That's what it is. I was 15, 16. I was 18. I wasn't jumping on people's cars in Miami Beach. I might have been getting... A little, a little high, a little drunk, having some fun, getting laid. That's about it. That's kind of what I was doing. I didn't have crimes involved with me. I, I, that wasn't like the idea that I wanted to go hurt another human being. So if you wake up in the morning and hurting another human being is on your agenda, then you don't deserve the light of day. That's all. It's pretty simple, dude. I don't think it's really that difficult to, to ask anybody to live like a decent human being. You know, and none of those three losers have any right to be in our society. But until you start really dealing with these people, and, and, and the fuse must be extremely short, that's the only way the criminal knows they have no edge. But when they know they can buy their way out and they constantly can do stuff and get out and, and use this fake program or that fake program to lie about this or lie about that and say that you're straight and all that, we have too much tolerance. 
that's our problem. When it comes to criminals, we should tolerate each other, caring for each other, whatever, you know, uh, believing in certain things and building things and our rights and those kind of things. We can all, all those kind of things. But when it comes to hurting someone, we all have to be on the same page here. Every single one of us. So we can't have shooters just because they want to kill Kansas City fans or they want to kill gay people at a nightclub or they want to shoot up black people at a supermarket or whatever sick, biased, dirty agenda that's involved. And these kind of things have to be dealt with and dealt with severely. If you don't, then this is what happens. What happens to your kid? No criminal whatsoever. What happens to your kid if you let him not clean his room? And it leads to something else, right? He's hiding a steak somewhere that he didn't eat and some toy. And then this all stupid shit the kids do, right? Because you can't give your kid an inch because then he'll take a mile, right? And he'll do all kinds of stuff around your house and destroy your house, right? As they're growing up and you got to like create laws for them so they can live normal. It's the same kind of structure. It's just a different phase of life and a different type of person that you're trying to, you know. And these are people that, why, why do I want to waste my time reaching these people, rehabbing these people? You want any risk of putting those three guys back out into society at all? At all? No, not at all. Right? I, I'm, I'm 57. I, I, I've never even even thought of doing something like that. I can't even, I, I can't even think about it. So I don't know where we're at, but I know this, we don't care. We don't care. That's for sure, because Sandy Hook and, and, and uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, and you know, it just goes on and on and on, and we don't care. And... and there's a reason why, because we never get it. I mean, look at them now. They, th those people can't get anything done in the house. <laughs> they can't even agree amongst each other. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just, it's a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. They don't care. They don't care how many kids die. Eight kids were shot out of the 22. Lost a young, uh, a young woman who's a DJ. Um, what? Oh, it was more than eight? Are you serious? It was more than eight? I thought it was, I thought I read eight out of the 22 were kids. Wow, that's, it just gets even more depressing. So, I, uh, Matt Verderam's gonna join us in about 10 minutes. And uh, I, I tweeted this out yesterday. The NFL can end this right away for them. We can't end all the other mass shootings, right? But for them, this is what you do. You celebrate all your championships in your own home stadiums. Season ticket holders get the ticket first to get in. The rest of the tickets that are left, you sell them to the public, right? IDs required, all of that required. And you sell it like, you know, for three, four, five dollars. The proceeds go to a charity, okay? Maybe you can use a charity that helps people that have been involved in these kind of things. Uh, and then you control the environment, everyone's search that's inside the stadium. Now, does everybody get to see the parade? No. But if society can't behave, then you've got to do your best to protect human beings. And so you can't just say, oh, no, we must live our lives and put people at risk because that's not responsible either. Because if you can't control the environment. So if I'm the NFL... From now on, I'm saying all championship uh, celebrations will be done at all NFL stadiums. We will control who comes in, who goes out, the ingress, egress. And so sorry for the fans that can't make it inside. We will televise it. We will make sure it's on NFL networks so everyone can see it. Local TV channels will open it up for them. We'll give them the, we'll give them the freedom to film it also locally so local fans can take advantage of it and... That's the way life goes, right? After 9-11, we completely travel a different way, correct? We just can't travel how we used to travel, right? Because idiots forget guns. I've never forgotten a gun in my bag. 
Like, how, how does that even happen? You know what I'm saying? So if people are stupid enough to take a gun all the way up to, you know, to the uh, FAA, whatever, what's it, what's it called? The, whatever the hell that TSA. is. TSA. TSA. Right? Then, you know, people are stupid, man. So if I'm the NFL, all celebrations inside our home stadium, controlled environment, controlled everything. What do you think about that? I like that idea. And then what I was talking about with Matt uh, retweeted KCTV 5 News, an update, Children's Mercy confirms it is treating 12 patients from the rally, 11 are children, 9 have gunshot wounds. I mean, that's just, you shot a child? I mean, what kind of, what kind of a piece of shit are you, dude? Really? What kind of a piece of shit are you that you would shoot a child? Uh, I'm telling you, all three. This is where it stops. This is what you have to do. You must be ruthless with criminals. We are not ruthless with criminals. We think we can rehab them all and all that kind of stupid shit. Rehab the guy that stole the Mounds bar. I love Mounds. I know most of you don't. But I had to use it in there. So it's the only time I can sneak in a Mounds bar without somebody going, Ew. it's not worth stealing. <laughs> Yes. No, I'm saying this is those times where it's like, look, if you kill somebody, I personally believe you should die. You should die. Yeah, exactly. At that point, I mean, it's just this is just getting out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, True Finn fan. Happy 46th birthday to me. No place I'd rather be than here listening to my favorite guys. Thank you, True Finn fan. Happy birthday to you, sir. Stetton, Stetson O is in. Jay Gelfin in. Looking for looking the nickname Dunkyard Dog for Robinson. His story just continues to grow. And I got something about Robinson that's that's interesting. That we've we've talked about his improvement and what he did last year, which was just absolutely phenomenal. And he's continued to do it again. Um, I remember when I compared him to Bill Bradley from the New York Knicks Championship. He's developed. Yes, now now he's looking a lot more. You know, except Bradley probably could not shoot the three like this guy. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now we're, because we're talking about a complete basketball player now. That's what we're talking about. Think Blue Dodgers is in. Uh, J-Town, Captain Saki. He is in Tarpon Springs, Florida. Thank you, Captain. I appreciate you, my brother. Cosa Nostra is in. Uh, so much for Major League champ. Oh, yeah, no, forget about Major Leagues. Uh, the Marlins don't mean anything in this town. They don't do anything to try to win, bro. They're, uh, they're too poor to compete, unfortunately. They want to they wanna do it all the cheap way. Uh, Big O, it's great when the Heat beat the overrated Sixers. Yes, it is, Ray. Brooklyn Rob is in the house. The more I watch the Panthers, the more I see a championship-caliber team. Dude, road record. Road record. It matches the home record. These guys are the same team at home and the same team on the road, dominant. You couldn't be more right, Brooklyn Rob. That's exactly, Paul Maurice really was like, you know, after you added the GM. <laughs> Zito's a badass, bro. He's a, he's a badass, and he's intense with those eyes. Um, and then you added Paul Maurice, it feels like you got what you needed. You got the personnel guy. You know you had the owners already. Right? You've had the owners for 10 years now. One of the best owners in, in town. No doubt about that. And then now you added Maurice, who completely changed the style. Where, you know, we used to call him, we used to call him, uh, um, what's it called? Meow, meow, meow. It was the uh, Perina Catchow. That was their theme song. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. That was actually the Panthers theme song on our show two years ago. Because I talked about how what kind of wussies they are constantly. That they're getting trashed, Trocek. Everybody would take a shot at Trocek. Trocek was like the woman in airplane. Everybody's in line, she's panicking, and they're slapping her, and the next guy's got a bat, the other guy's got a gun, other guy's got this, you know. So it, it just kind of felt that way. 
Everybody was just taking a, oh, we're in town. Let's, uh, let's uh, put Trocek into the wall. These wussies aren't going to do anything. Barkov's just going to go, yada, yo. <laughs> Huberto's going to go, uh -huh, uh -huh, I live in a tree. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so then they went and got Zito, and then Zito changed everything, bringing in the bearded wonder to everything else that uh, was intimidating. And the hockey has completely changed. They will punch you in the mouth. They will rock you. They will ram you into the wall, and they can score, and they can defend now. It is a complete team, Brooklyn Rob. That's why you're watching what could be a championship caliber team because they have – they now have all the characteristics that they were lacking a couple of years ago. They only had offense. They didn't even have a consistent goaltending, and they certainly had zero toughness. Okay? Once you, you brought in Raddick and, and, and all these other guys, it just changed the attitude, and everything started to change. It's a different team now. Gus Gus 1388 is in. Alexis, Daniel Guzman. Uh, Skyler Tipton, uh, how is it we seem better without Jimmy? Well, because you're playing like NBA basketball. So now what you have to do, Skyler, what, not me, what Spo has to do now, the way the Miami Heat have played the last couple games here, it, you know, you guys hear me all the time, right? The Heat are a two-point team in a three-point world, right? That's my saying for this team constantly. Okay, have you seen a two-point team the last two nights? Okay. So we got to get back to this right here. So you've got to find a way where Jimmy acclimates to this. And he can because he can defend, he can facilitate, and he can play garbage basketball off these guys. Knowing that they're going to shoot, be there for the rebound, be there for the putback. Use your vice grip hands to put that bitch back because you're one of the best in the NBA, inside the paint, you're one of the toughest, and you've got, I think, three of, the, three of the best pair of hands inside the paint. Once that dude clamps on the ball, it's over, dude. He drives through everything. It is impressive. So Jimmy Butler will have to become a player that plays off of these guys and feeds them. Kind of a garbage player, in a way. Now, he has been shooting better threes, but I still don't want to necessarily, you know, there's a lot of other guys I'd rather shooting threes. You know what I mean? Jimmy once in a while, okay, but volume? No, no, no. We, we don't need volume shooting Jimmy. That's not productive. And he knows that. He knows that. He doesn't go crazy and starts taking eight threes and stuff. That's not his thing. So this will be interesting if you can continue these, these characteristics, because this is today's NBA, and then... Rogier can run with these guys. It should be not a problem, and and uh, and it shouldn't be a problem also for Josh Richardson to play off of them because he's not necessarily known as an offensive, you know, big time weapon. But Jimmy's going to have to kind of play within that. And then maybe you have your your you know because you've got your intimidator, your guy that really brings you know the, the defensive sauce to it. Uh, let's see, Brian Landis is in. Lisa Rose is in. Uh, gee, show, hate that you are falling apart physically. LOL, I'm 10 years younger than you and started it, and it's starting to happen to me. Sucks getting older. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do, man? It is what it is. But it's all repairable. You know what I mean? It's just now I got to go through hell, you know, for the time being. And then we'll figure it out after. Uh, I'm, I'm just glad they got the knee pain out, man. Knee pain was killing me, dude. Killing me. Eddie Lepp is in. Dude 67. Josh, Les Jam. Rosendo. Greet your problems and decisions with peace and calm. Use your inner wisdom to evaluate and make smart decisions for yourself. That's what we normal, that's what us normal people try to do, Rosendo. It's just too many people that uh, aren't normal. Uh, Dave is in. Wishing a true Finn fan a happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday to you, True Fan Fan. Thank you, sir, for spending it with us and appreciate your support. Enjoy your birthday. NorCal says, I just got the sticky Ricky three pack bout to Puff Puff give. It's a lot. Luis Benito, Dan B. Big O, you're absolutely correct. In today's day and age, what you have suggested needs to happen. 
But it won't. Uh, what's up, everyone? Says John Padilla. Juan Rosa. Oh, I had meniscus tear a year ago. I had a PRP injection done to my knee. I run better than I walk. Look into it. Won't regret it. It's painless. PRP injection. All right. I wrote it down, doggy. Thank you. Appreciate you looking out, man. That's that's super cool. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Juan Rosa, Fins TD23. Big O, this is unacceptable. They should make you pay to go in the stadium, even though it may sound stupid, but it will stop the bad people from coming. No, 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 no. You didn't understand me. No, 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 no. Season ticket holders are already known. You already have their IDs. You have their home addresses. You know them. They all get the first dibs on the, per, on the, on the celebration in the stadium. So now you've eliminated what are you going to – you think most season ticket holders are going to go, right? Yeah. So if most are going to go, you've eliminated about 60%, 70% of the stadium, right? Now you're the 30 you sell, but you sell, you know, IDs and all that. So the ID has to match the ticket. So when they come to the gate, they get searched. And, you know, you got to give some people, regular people, an opportunity. But they're all going to get searched. They're not going to be able to walk in with guns, dude. So you're safe. You know what I'm saying? So that's the way you do it. That you need proper ID. This isn't like a, a ticket you scalp, right? No, 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 no. It can be controlled. It can all be controlled, dude. You know what I'm saying? So that that if you're smart, it's just like a regular game. The tickets are sold to the season ticket holders, and then you have your single game tickets. End of story. So they'll sell it to their to their season ticket. I mean, they'll give their the ticket to a season ticket holders. And then they'll bring their sponsors and all that, and then they'll have the open tickets for people, and that's it. And the rest is shown on television. All local channels get the, get the opportunity because the NFL Network is not everywhere. And then that way, everyone can be a part of it one way or another. Lewis doesn't like mounds. I don't blame you, dude. Most people don't. I'm a, I'm a weirdo. I know that. But, I, you know, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong or I'm odd or weird or whatever. I don't know. People just don't have a, a, a – they, they have a problem with that. I understand. I'm a weirdo. I like mounts. What can I tell you? It's total weird. Um, oh, we are Neutron Dancing, Love Pendle, and IMX. Also, Bitcoin and ETH go up. I'm green. Enjoying it. Thanks, Oh, Of course, bro. You're welcome, bro. You're welcome. Lots of you are making a lot of money. We're doing really, really good, bro. I mean, uh, Kryptonite went up 30% today, you know? So it's, uh, it's one of those that we told you, take advantage of the dip, and you're going to make yourself some money. All right, let's do it. He's ready to go. The man, the myth, the legend, Matt Verderam. And sadly, Matt Verderam was there yesterday. It was a happy moment, but unfortunately, it did not turn out well. Let's uh, bring him aboard. Matt Verderam, of course, from Sports Illustrated. He was there with his father. At the parade yesterday. That's why he wasn't on the show yesterday. Uh, how you doing, my brother? How you hanging in there? I'm fine. I'm fine. Thanks. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting and then tragic. Um, and I think what's more tragic, quite honestly, uh, is the reaction to it. Right. The reaction to it, which is the reaction to every single shooting in this country. Big which deal. Is the same bullshit cycle yep. that we go through all the time. Yep. And uh, it's tragic that someone lost their life. It's tragic that over a half dozen kids were shot. And, and uh, thankfully, they'll, they appear that they'll survive. But yeah, um, we were a little up the parade route. Uh, we were having a lunch, actually, when it happened. I, I think, and I'm not, I, look, I'm not from Kansas City. I'm not that familiar with the layout. But I think we were about four to six blocks away. Um so we didn't even hear it. We saw a lot of the first responders going down there. To be honest with you, I didn't think much of it. I just thought parade's over. You know, right. they're going down there to kind of maybe there's a dispute, whatever. Uh, we we didn't even know that something had happened until we got back in our car. And I looked at my phone and all of a sudden all these people are texting me. But yeah, uh, awful, awful situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm one of those that was texting you. It's like, yeah, oh. you were. Yes, like, and thank yo, you. I appreciate it. Were yeah, you, you were. You were. My wife was. My mother was. People that were at the parade were. Uh, yeah, a lot of people. A lot yeah. of people. I uh, I tweeted out. I said the NFL can end this. Hold all celebrations inside your home stadium. 
Yeah. Uh, tickets, free tickets to your season ticket holders. You already have their IDs, everything. So everything goes in. They can't, they can't circumvent the tickets to anybody. It must be them and their IDs at the door. And then the rest that's left in single game tickets, after you've given you know, your sponsors an opportunity to come to it, then you sell those, just minimal price, 3 4 $5, and it goes to a charity. But at the same time, everybody that buys a ticket has to have an ID, and, it ha- and there is no transfer, no nothing, and you will go in with that ticket, and then everybody is searched, and you have a, a, a controlled environment. There will be no weapons. Everybody will be safe. You can even have security all the way out to the parking grounds where you can't even come in unless you have a ticket. And so, right. boom, uh, you control the environment. You open up the television coverage to all local stations since NFL Network is not there. You do the charitable thing, the right thing. Let the net, local networks do their pre-coverage and post-coverage and all that crap and all that. That way, everybody revels in it. Everybody takes advantage. They're either at the stadium or they're witnessing it in their television phone somewhere. But right. at least everybody is safe. Look, dude, I, I know we're going to get to be, oh, I don't want to change the way I live. Well, we change the way we fly. Okay. So, you know, the bottom line is we can't keep people safe in these things. Here's my thing with that. And I'm not going to turn your show into my platform. But here's my thing with this. Go for it, bro. Look, here's here's my problem. All those same people who sit there and say, we can't change the way we live, can't change the way we live. Well, then change the circumstances by which we live by. Exactly. Or shut up about it. Like, that's my opinion. You're so hard up about can't change. You know, nobody's taking my freedom. Well, then you know what? Your freedom's going to get impacted in another way. Right. That's reality. And look, I'm not anti-2A. I'm not, I grew up in a household that owned guns. I, I, I own a gun. I have no I, problem I, listen, with guns. I, listen, I have no problem with you owning a gun to protect yourself, your family. You're a hunter. You want to go. Gu- hey, go with God, man. I'm not sitting there being that guy. I'm not saying everybody should have to hand in their gun. There is no reason on God's green earth you need an assault rifle. You need a weapon of war. You don't need an AR-15 to protect your family. And, and by the way, I already know somebody out there is going to be like, an AR-15 is not an assault rifle. They Listen, bro, it's a weapon of war, okay? That's what it's designed for. It's not designed so Johnny can go shoot on the range at eight years old. And you don't need... Let's go kill your, a special pig. Yeah, I mean, what, yeah, what world, like what planet do you live in? How many enemies do you have that you need? What, what like 30 people showing up at your house at 4 a.m.? Come on, man. Like, you're fine with a Glock. You're fine with a single action rifle. Like there's, there's no need for it. And the shame of it is, it's not just Kansas City. There was a shooting in Florida yesterday. Yeah. There was there yeah, were all. three separate shootings that involved multiple people. And I'm to the point of it. Like, look, I am. I think I'm. I'm fairly good to speak on this because I'm not a liberal and I'm not a conservative. I think both sides of it are completely nuts. Frankly, exactly. Like, I, I, I am right down the middle. I have conservative views and I have liberal views. And I got to tell you, this too. the next person that comes up to me and says, it's not a gun issue. Yeah. What is the only common denominator with a mass shooting? Gun. It's a freaking gun. And yeah. it's almost always an AR-15. Yeah. So but, get, how about how about we try to get rid of AR-15s? But but you know, and let then me, see what happens. Let me let me tell you what I talked about it before you came on. I, I called it more of a foundational problem. And what I mean by that is you need to create guns as a hot potato. In other words, so you got caught DUI. You might have a little bit of a rap sheet or not or whatever, but you're carrying a stolen weapon. 15 years in jail. End of story. No questions asked. Done. I'm 57. How old are you? 35. How many times have you carried around a stolen weapon? Zero. Exactly. Do you have any desire to carry a stolen weapon? I don't, know. Do you have any desire to carjack somebody? I don't, know. Okay, so that's my point. So we have to send the message where you commit a crime with a gun, nobody shot, you get 15 years. You commit a crime and somebody just shot, you get 25, 30 automatically. Somebody dies, you go to the chair too, buddy, right away. You 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 get your one appeal and no eight appeals. No, 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 no. One appeal and it's over. You were found guilty like these three scumbags yesterday that we had this girl die. All three need to go. Okay? And that's, you need to start sending a message that there is zero tolerance, no matter what gun it is. And then that way, it starts to really resonate because the rest of us that are normal human beings, that we have our guns at home to protect our family or some, I'm not a hunter, 
but there are I have friends that hunt. That's fine, dude. That's all legal. That's normal human stuff that's been going on forever. What's not normal is carjacking and rape and and mass shootings and you know, bro. And that's where we have we have too much tolerance for criminals. Period. Dude. We also have this weird thing about that we're Americans and therefore every single freedom that is possible needs right. to be ours. And I am never going to be the guy who's like, I don't want freedom. Of course, everybody wants as much freedom as they can. Guess what? I don't have freedom to go 150 miles an hour on the freeway. No. I don't have that freedom. You know why? Because I'm dangerous as hell from going 150 miles an hour. So, so stay fly. away from you in Germany. Correct. I wouldn't get near me on the Autobahn. Okay. Or when I fly, I take off my shoes and I take off my belt and I go through a screening. You know why? Because 9-11 happened. That's why. Right. And guess what? I'm fine with that. Because I'd rather not have my plane hijacked while I'm on the way out there. And I know that the chances are minuscule inside a minuscule. But guess what? I'm still good with going through there. Because in the off chance that something's going down, I'd rather that guy gets caught. Okay? I'll live with taking my freaking Nikes off for 30 seconds and putting them back. And if you're a responsible law-abiding gun owner... You're fine with all this stuff too. Yes. You don't have a problem getting a license. You don't have a problem going through the like waiting idea. seven days, ten days, yeah. fingerprints, like, what whatever. Are you about? Oh, what are you worried about? Well, I mean, I mean and, and to your point, by the way, the foundational gun laws, and I'll, I'll leave it at this. These people also that sell these these firearms, who are you know out of a store, I like got a brick and mortar. If you are found to do so illegally, you oh. didn't check for you should go to jail life. For ten years. Life. Get out. No, 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 no. Gone. Life. I'd put like, them because they are they are the conduits to murder. A hundred percent. So no. You get caught doing that. You import a gun from another country that's illegal, jail. Life. Period. Get out. Like I to me, you want to stop this stuff, that's how you stop foundational. it. You, it's you know, foundational. You bury somebody for breaking a law that involves firearms. And then it'll stop. But until that happens, it won't stop. And what happened yesterday was unfortunate because it was a really nice day. It was 60. It was sunny. It was beautiful in Kansas City. And that parade will forever correctly be remembered for some asshole who decided to get into a a dispute. And then it turned into multiple assholes just shooting guns off. And one person loses their lives and a whole bunch of kids have their innocence shattered forever. Right. Yeah. And, And until we attack it foundationally. It's not, it's not really specifically about one gun or another. We need to make all guns, you know, like we need to make guns like it was when I was a child. Okay. I had guns lying around my house everywhere. My dad had at least five guns in his house. Shotgun. He had a rifle. He had several handguns. He was cleaning them all the time, and they were there for the, I could touch any of them if I, if, I, if I had the balls, okay? But see, that's the difference now. The kids don't have our common sense from back in the day. We didn't have all these stupid shootings. At all. We kind of knew what it was. Why? Because, you know, your dad could scare you the way they can't scare you now. Your dad scares you this, that way. He, he goes to child services nowadays. Back in the day, you know, it was a whole different ball game. You knew not to touch anything. You know what I mean? But it's now you got to have gun locks. And now you got to understand that you have to live differently because people are not nearly as responsible as they used to be 30 and 40 and 50 and 70 years ago. There was more common sense. With a lot of that stuff. Listen, let's also be real, too. The weapons are different than they were 30, yes, 40, 50 years ago, right? Better. I mean, your dad probably didn't have an AR-15 no. sitting there on the on the kitchen table. No. But hey, hey, oh, why don't you go outside and shoot shoot into a fence and see what happens? Like, yeah. it, it just, listen. I couldn't, even, I couldn't even carry the gun. I couldn't even, if he saw me pick up a gun. Hey, you're a dead man. I'm a you're, dead man. I'm yeah, a of course. dead like, man, bro. My dad owns a twenty two. Has my whole life. Always had it. Had it in his closet. I knew where it was. Never touched it because, like you, I would. I would have been. I would have been in a bad way. Okay. Like my best friend in high school, his room. They had five guns. Most I believe they're all rifles. One might have been a shotgun. On a on a rack, right above his bed. And those things, like the rack, wasn't really that good on the wall. And it would jingle around. Like, and I, I asked him once, "Were those things loaded?" He's like, "Yeah." Never thought to myself once, like, oh, this could go, this could go downhill, right? Like, we're idiots. Like, one of us slams into the wall. Like, this thing falls off the. Nobody ever thought about. It. He hunted all the time. All right. My yeah. point is, 
there are plenty of people who are completely responsible with their guns. Now, now, granted, maybe that wasn't the most responsible thing in the world, but like most people are responsible with their guns. The problem is the weapons are different now. Yeah. The worst argument in the world are these are these people, these credence who are like, listen, I need it because the government might come after me. Bro, I got bad news for you. If the government comes after you, your AR-15, Ain't not going to win against their drone. It's not going to happen. <laughs> this isn't 1785 yeah. where it's musket on musket out in the yard, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to lose. Like, yeah. so the idea that, like, you're protected against a tyrannical government because you have a shotgun. Like, no, no, no. Like, that. this isn't this isn't 1700 something. You're losing. The, the, except- L- the L.A. car chase always ends one way, right? It, it does. Yes. <laughs> you know, you're not winning that. You're not, not walking out of that. No. Like it's, it's amazing the lengths that people will just sell crap so they can go. But I want what I want. No, get, get lost. Yeah. You're like, don't. You can give me an argument that you like your weapons and that's fine and whatever, but don't give me bullshit. That drives me insane, and that's what most of these arguments are. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's just, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to, you know, attack it the right way. But I. I have no hope, unfortunately, that uh, that's that's going to end up happening. What what are they? What's uh, what's being talked about for the the uh, the poor radio DJ, bro? That, I mean, she was young, man. Jesus she has in Christ! Wow. Uh, I mean, it's it's really like I I didn't know her personally. Um, I I know some people who like who do do know her, uh, and they're crushed. Uh, by all accounts, uh, she was a, a wonderful person, the mother um you know of two of two children to my understanding and it's tragic i you know i look um you know anybody losing their lives you know i think there's a natural thing you see over 20 people shot one person passes away and i think there's always a natural inclination to go like my god like thankfully all the kids are okay and the bottom line is yeah yeah sure thank god everybody who who survived survived but like somebody lost their life somebody lost their mom yesterday multiple people lost their mom yesterday somebody lost their their wife like somebody lost their daughter and um it's and, and again like 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 pretty much all of these are they're just so senseless yeah like what is the what was the point cuz you got into an altercation and then everybody in their mother who got in this altercation apparently was like hold on a minute like i have i have a weapon of war available to me and this, by the way, forever to me, the argument of like, well, you know, if there's a good guy with a gun, bro, there were 800 good guys with a gun. Yeah. I was down there. You couldn't believe the police presence of down course. there. Of course. Yeah. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Right. One of the guys got tackled by civilians. Yeah. Two civilians tackled the guy. Yeah. In we the saw street. It. God bless those people. Like, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Like crazy stuff. But then you get these people like, hey, you know, stop, stop bad guy with a gun, get a good guy with a gun. Well, bro, I got to tell you, there were 800 good guys with guns and radios and every other piece of equipment you can imagine. Helicopters didn't stop them. Well, like, because 800 amongst 1 million. Yeah. You're still fighting a losing battle. Yeah. It's you impossible. Know? Again, environment you cannot control. And that's no. exactly what we're finding out about all these parades and these kind of things. You know, city officials and and now team officials in this case, you know, they've got to understand you can't control these kind of environments. But the NFL, they have the power to control this because they can just limit it inside their stadium. And I, I hope they do that so we don't have a Lisa Lopez Galvan losing her life, you know, yesterday. And that was just absolutely sad, you know, to see that. Um, now, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know how you segue to football, my brother. Um, I'm wrong. Uh, he's staying. <laughs> he wants the three feet. You know, I thought, I thought Travis was gone, dude. I thought he got humanized and you thought he would uh, play cause he's got two years left, but this three peat thing. And then Chris Jones, you know, I even had some, you know, dolphin fans who always love these silly hypotheticals. Hey, why don't we go after Chris Jones? I'm like, well, is he available? How do you even know? Well, now you know Chris Jones wants to be there for a few more years. Kelsey is coming back. So, and you know that they're going to focus on the draft and bring another wide receiver to that team. <laughs> you can bet your ass on that. Um, yeah. Talk to me about how it looks for them because obviously they've got money and they've got to pay people and uh, the challenge of all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, listen, I think it's going to be very interesting. They're, they're all season. Um, is mostly about trying to figure out how to keep the defense together. They have Legarius Sneed, who's a free agent, who went on a, 
up in Adams, Kay Adams show today. And when asked if he had a message for Brett Veach said, pay me, pay me, pay me. So I don't think he's taking a discount, nor should he. Um, Chris Jones is uh, potentially going to be back. We'll see. Uh, I think it's kind of been widely believed that in KC, like, eh, it might be tough to keep him. And then he spent the entire parade screaming about how he wants to come back for three more years. I, I was going to uh, tell you, I was going to tell you this. He's got three titles. This is his last big contract. Correct. I think yeah. KC gets a price break here on this one because he, he wants the legacy part of this whole thing. And he's happy. And maybe he's watched other people. Maybe he watched the Dalvin Cook situation. Like, he was just sure. chasing money, and then he found out he was unhappy. And like other – Miko Hardman, he went to chase the money with the Jets. Uh, by the way, uh, I, I could see Miko didn't change uh, – just because he left the Jets. No, he, he kept the jewelry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that jewelry is too expensive. He was wearing it. I'm going, that doesn't go with your thing now. He- you're a chief, not a jet. But uh, I, I'm thinking, dude, oh, I, I spent 150 grand on this. I'm wearing it. <laughs> he gets away with it because in Kansas City, his nickname was the Jet. Yeah. So he can just be, yeah, I'm, it's the Jet, and it uh, works out for him. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, but but maybe he sees some of that. And I'm one. When I hear Chris Jones say that, I'm saying, dude, you're kind of losing slight at leverage a little bit. You know, you are. Pat Mahomes on defense, but still, you know what I'm saying? So I almost feel like there might be a better marriage in the offseason between those two guys. You know, right. The team and the team and Jones. I don't know. I'm just speculating. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. Um, it's going to be uh, – look, I, I think with Jones and Snead, my guess is that one of them stay. Um, I, there's a world, yeah, if they sign Jones, they could tag Snead. I mean, they could do that. They can open up money with Mahomes' deal because if they restructure him, they save like $35 million. And, there you go. Um, I mean, so they could. They could if they want to. But then it gets tricky down the road with guys like Nick Bolton and Creed Humphrey. When you're, three, say, when you're three-peating, bro, you'll deal with that shit when you have to deal see, with that, that's, shit. I agree with you. That's kind of how I feel about this. Like, just kind of talking to people around them, the mentality is like, we have to do this. So, like, I – and I think, it, it, look, it's kind of like if you're in the middle of a perfect season and you could rest guys, but you're like, look, man, we're trying to have a perfect season. Like, we're going for it. Right. Um, Brett Veach is pretty aggressive by nature. I think they will try to keep as many of these guys in-house as humanly possible. And they might say with the receivers, look, there's a million receivers in this draft. Let's just take one. Let's take one in the first round. Let's take one in the second round, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but – they just won the Super Bowl with this group. Like, I think there's a, two Super Bowls with this group. There's a good chance they're going to try to keep everybody around. I think Drew Tranquil is a guy they'll try to retain. Um, you know, I think Donovan Smith, they might let walk. They have Juan A. Morris behind him, who they like. Um, but, yeah, I think offensively, the only thing they really need to do is add a receiver. And then defensively, it's how many guys can you retain? I mean, that's really, they're the youngest defense in football. So it's really just do you bring back Jones and Snead, or is it one of them? That's kind of the big question facing them. And here's the big thing of all of this. Oh, Tom Brady, the GOAT. Or could it be Pat Mahomes? This, that. Oh, does he get seven? Okay, no, but he has a three-peat. Tom didn't get a three-peat. You know, and so, okay, New England is is the dynasty of this century. Yeah, they got seven, but Kansas City got five, let's say, or something. But they got a three-peat in the middle of that. That's something they didn't do, you know, because our Dolphins did the three-peat. They just lost the first one and then won the second and the third, you know, but they did a three-peat. It just they didn't peat the, the third time. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? So and when you can do something like this, and this is something that Mahomes would have over Brady in that discussion. This is something the Chiefs would have over the Patriots. You know what I mean? By the way, it's really cool that the two AFL teams are the ones that are setting some of these records. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, look, you know, I think look, you, you bring up a point that I've, I've thought about a lot this past couple, you know, past week, last few days, especially for Mahomes. It is not lost on him that if he wins this next Super Bowl, he's done something Brady can never say he's done. No and one's done. No, no one's one. done. Right. Nobody, nobody in Super Bowl history, Super Bowl era has ever done. But he will have that on, on anybody forever, right? Like, hey, first one to ever do it. They, and if you're them, like you look at this team and go, listen, we bring the exact same team back in a draft class. A pretty decent shot, right? I mean, if you add one receiver, you have a defense, you know, it's a top three unit in the league. You got a you got a good offensive line. You got Kelsey, you got Rasheed Rice, who's now not a rookie in the second year. You have Pacheco. I mean, you know, so 
And it's a division where the Raiders and Broncos aren't threatening. The Chargers should be better with Harbaugh, but you wonder if they're going to take a step back with the cap crunch this year. Yeah, they got problems. They got problems. Like yeah. this might be kind of a reset year for the Chargers. So like, and, and by the way, they need to hit on picks to reset this yeah, whole thing and all that. They do. They're, they're not making a quick turnaround, bro. So if you're the Chiefs, you're looking at the conference, going, "All right, look, the division. If we're healthy, we should win the division again." And and the Ravens are going to take a step back. So they're going to lose some guys, and you know the Bengals. We'll see what happens with Higgins. I would think they tag him, but. You know, we'll see. The AFC South, I like the Texans, but I don't think they're there yet. We'll see how the offseason plays out. The AFC East is probably where you're threatened. I mean, you know, Miami has a lot of talent. Buffalo is the team you look at and go, okay. And, and, but, I mean. All the QBs, gonna, bro. All the QBs are in this conference. Yeah, right. That's the thing. So, I think that's – I would not be surprised to see the Chiefs do whatever they can to try to keep just about everybody at a receiver and then say, hey, look, if we got to pay for that three years down the road, fine. We'll pay for three years down the road. You know, last year, um, the the Panthers ended the Stanley Cup where Kachuk scored a goal and everything with a broken clavicle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, damn, Radko Gudis had a high ankle sprain. Played the entire series with a high ankle sprain. Uh, there were a couple other guys that had this, that. You're like, what the hell is going on here? And then we have the NBA that has load management. And then we have Allegretti playing with a completely torn UCL ligament in his elbow, an offensive lineman playing with a torn elbow, completely torn elbow ligament since the second quarter. Yeah, It's interesting how NFL players, NHL players actually, you know, play the game to the extreme compared to the NBA that they're worried about their little load management crap. I mean, that was crazy when it came out that Al Grady played with a torn UCL Holy in the middle of the second shit, quarter. Like, that, that's crazy. Come on. And like Mahomes tweeted out afterwards. Mahomes was like tweeting basically like, yeah, we, we needed him. <laughs> like, yeah, well, well, he's done it yeah. too. He's done it too with the ankle. That oh, we yeah, knew for sure. It was. I was saying, like, that's like, it's crazy. Like, the, I mean, you're blocking Come a 330 on. pound guy from like the wind, and you're like, all right, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, listen. People don't understand pro sports. I mean, yeah, the NBA, look, a guy's a hangnail. He's out for two months. But, like, the rest of these sports, like, there are guys, I mean, you're playing with ridiculous stuff, and guys just play through it because they can, you know? And it's like, all right, listen, numb it up for three hours, and I'm going to go out there and do it. And then at the end of the season, I mean, hockey, they're famous for this. Hockey, playoff season ends for some team. Eight guys get surgery. I mean, I, you know, I'm a Devils fan. I remember one year. It was the last year they won the Cup, both 2003. Scott Stevens, who was a great defenseman for them. People don't know who he was. Physical as hell. He took a slap shot off the side of his head, and part of his ear came off. And they sewed his ear back together, and he played in the next game, the next night, against Tampa. Just like, didn't enough, just completely unfazed by the entire thing. Like, they put a little flap over the ear to protect it, like just this little tiny flimsy piece of plastic, and he played the rest of the playoffs like that. Just fine, didn't matter. Guy lost part of his ear. There's blood all over the ice. And they just they just brought out like a little chisel and chiseled up the blood. And then he put a little cover over it. Good to go. Not a problem. Played the entire rest of the playoffs like that. Like it's guys are crazy at that level. You kind of have to be to get there. And you know, you see that occasionally. All right, man. What do you got going on in Sports Illustrated so uh, folks can check it out, my man? I think, you know, I've got uh, my, kind of on vacation for this week, so it's been nice. I'm, I'm going to be going to the Combine in Indy. Looking okay. forward to that. Looking forward to being there. Will you be at the, the Combine this year? I don't think so, man. Mm. I don't think so. I think All I'm right. going to pass right. on the Combine. I, I, uh, I'm I, talking to a couple. If, if a couple people tell me they will have time to meet, then I'll go. Uh, okay. But if I can't meet with certain NFL people, I don't want to go. Because the problem is what's changed in the Combine over the last seven, eight years is that they're, the Knights, some of the, pers- some of the personnel people aren't going out nearly as much as they used to. It's true. And so uh, you'll catch some guys, but, and it'll be later at night at sometimes that they'll, you, they're trying to sneak in. And some of these guys also, they don't even want to be in public with a drink in their hands because everybody's got a phone. So Yeah. Well, so that's that's you, certainly. I'm sure yeah. you get some of that, and so. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I mean, still leaving it up in the air. I may go, but not yet. We'll see. Okay. Well, I'll be. So, uh, look, I've got some off-season pieces coming out. Uh, Gilberto Manzano, my colleague, is handling the NFC. I'm handling the AFC. I'm just like one move uh, to look at for the off-season for each team, off-season outlook. Just like, the, listen, frankly, to be honest, it's that kind of typical stuff to kind of set the scene. Um, 
And then uh, I've got the podcast going, the MMQB podcast, which we're taking a break this week. We'll be back next week. Um, and just just a lot of a lot of free agency, a lot of draft. You know, kind of preparing for that time of the year. Everybody in my regular day to day life, they're like, "Oh, you can relax now." I'm like, "This is busier than the damn season." Yeah. Like, I yeah. I can't express the night of the, the the third day of the draft when that thing's over. I'm not a huge drinker. I have like three beers. I just sit down and drink. I'm like, oh, now it's my summer vacation. May, June, first half of July. But yeah, just a lot of off season, a lot of draft. Um, and I oh, and I will sell though. I don't know how many Dolphin fans are gonna care about this, but. I launched uh, the Matt Verderam show on Patreon, okay. uh, which is a Chiefs-focused podcast. My national one is the MMQB. Just kind of something fun. Just a passion project. Go back to my roots a little bit. Um, but if you want to check it out, it's uh, the Matt Verderam show on Patreon. You can, there's like three different tiers. You can be a free member, $5, $10 a month. So um, it's all there if uh, people just want to hear more of me for whatever reason. I'm there. Okay. There you go. Matt, as always, you're a stud, my brother. And we'll pass on the link. Just send it to me so I can uh, get it off. It's probably on your Twitter feed, right? Uh, yeah, it's pinned. Pinned tweet. Okay, good. I'll, I'll, I'll retweet that. All right, my brother, we'll catch up next week. I appreciate you. You got it. Take care. You got it. There you go. The champion, Matt Verderam, baby. Gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. That is awesome. And if you're a Chiefs fan, dude, you're, 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 you're on cloud nine right now. That's what you are.